I'm SP from the GuineaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is part of the GuineaGeek.com network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geek shows at GuineaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say that SP is here this week. It's such a great day of the week. I get to podcast about podcasting. Steven and I get to talk to each other. Fun fact, often duplicated, never repeated. We have not seen each other in person. That is absolutely correct. And uh, I was actually funny enough just talking with my my wife about that this past weekend and uh, how it would be nice at some point to actually see you in person. But you know what? Apparently... My uh, vacation time goes towards the uh, the family, which is probably a mistake. Let's be real. Uh, it'd be better with you. <laughs> it would be better with me. And I would go there this weekend, but it's fire season. And mm. oh my gosh, the fires in Maui. I'm going to date this podcast now. The fires in Maui. Have yeah. you heard about them? It's. I, I saw some video today on my lunch. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, that's that's a scary situation. And, and yeah, we're recording this today on the 9th of August, 2023. And I hope... Uh, m- the majority of people were safe, and I and I feel very bad for them because there's a lot of lost, uh, lost. There's people who have been lost. There's property that's been lost, and there's a lot of lives that have been uprooted. I've been to Maui before. I've been to that shoreline before. It is the touristy part of the island. They're going to lose some economic uh, earnings potential from there. As long as the fire keeps on the western side. The middle of the island is where a lot of the agriculture is. A lot of the food basket of Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands is right there. So I hope those are spared because that would be even more devastating. And to top it all off, personally, I know this is far, far, far minimalized compared to the actual residents and the business owners there. But my son was literally just scheduled by his mom's family to go there over the Christmas holidays this year. So oh, wow. I don't know if that trip is still on or not, but uh, I wasn't going to go. He was going to go with his grandparents and his mom and stuff. So I'm like, dude, I, I feel for you because he was there when he was six months old. And I, I went with his, you know, her, the same people that are going now. And he has technically been there, but he claims he's never been there because he was only <laughs> six months old. It's like, shut up, you people. It's crap. I was never there. Yeah, just I, I'm like, with him. Just like with your son, your, your youngest son. Yeah, you, he was on a podcast before he was born because you were talking about him, like, you know, as the birth was going <laughs> on and stuff like that. He, he's never going to remember that. No, I, I hear him on that. I, I'll side with him on that as well. Yeah. So what do you got going on in podcasting this week? Well, first, let's just start off and say uh, you're talking about my kids and podcasting. And I I had a a totally blank spaced moment this week when we did the official Gonna Geek show. Uh, While we were all ready to go, you know, we do a very similar production over there where we live stream just like we do here for better podcasting. And we use the same sort of tools, Video Ninja. And it's very similar on the Guinea Geek show where we all connect together beforehand and we chat and we do a little bit of chit chat before we actually stream. And so we did all of that. And then we were about to go. And as you might recall, SB, I'm like, wait a minute, there's no sound going out to the stream because we actually I think we did actually start streaming and there was no sound out there. And what I realized was I, I well, actually, let me just walk through a little further. I started troubleshooting. I was like, what's going on? Is it this? section in o- in uh, OBS is it something to do with my sound card and then i realized nope over the weekend i let my kid on the computer let him have some computer time i'd shown him how to use the soundboard to adjust the volume um if cuz he had had headphones on i let him use headphones and um and and he used the wrong knob which means that basically the sound that was coming out from the Rodecaster Pro into the UMC 202 HD, which is the thing that streams out the audio while we're streaming, uh, that was that was turned down all the way because he must have got confused which one it was. And I don't blame him because the the knob he had to adjust was four out of all of them. Four is my my day to day one. <laughs> 
That is hilarious. So just this past week, I decided to download OBS for the first time since I got this new computer. Oh, yeah. I've been using StreamYard to connect on my podcast. And when you connect with me, you just send me a link. So it pops up in a browser. I have not had need of OBS. Now, I, I did. I don't know if I told you this or not. I did cancel my subscription to XPatch because or XSplit, excuse me, because I would I just wasn't using it. And so I, I went with OBS. Yeah. And, and uh this time around and i just used it to record a, a a personal video and it it worked now the complexity of combining streams and then sending it out i'm not there yet i'm not at the point where i could use obs for that but i do finally have it downloaded and i have actively used it and it did in fact record now i i'll have to talk to you about this later i wanted to record in 4k because my logitech rio can record in 4k but it only gave me 1080 so maybe it it caps out at 1080 i don't know no there is 4k there is a way to do it you just have to i believe you have to enter the parameters for the stage or whatever they call it this uh not the scene but uh you have to go in and i don't think there's a 4k option you actually just have to put in the pixels i have tried it before it's it's yeah annoying that way um, the thing, like I've been using OBS for a long time, um, since we came back and everything. And yeah, you know, it's, I'm glad that I did because it is a lot better than when I first made that decision many, many years ago, when we first decided we were going to do better podcasting and we were going to do video and everything. I, uh, evaluated the two. And at the time, the machine I was using, I couldn't do OBS. It was too much of a pig compared to XSplit. And so I did the XSplit thing and, and then stuck with it. And, um, OBS was overhauled since then. It used to be called OBS. Now it's called OBS Studio. And and honestly, I think actually OBS probably does perform better than XSplit as far as, as weight on the computer goes. I will say this, though. I do think that XSplit is more intuitive than OBS. I think there's a lot of um, extra layers when you're setting up different things in OBS versus XSplit. I think it's it's a few less clicks here and there. And things make a little more sense. But we're talking price versus no price. And we've talked about this before with hobby podcasters. Saving money is huge. And I think that OBS is a great product. And, and there are people out there who actually like it better than XSplit. So I still I, I have the lifetime license for XSplit because, you know, deals. Uh, and so I, I will at some point try to go back. Although I think that technically my XSplit license is, is not actually a lifetime. There's a year on it, a certain expiration year. And mm -hmm. I think it's many, many years in the future. <laughs> I ran into that now twice since we started podcasting with Tegan Rename. So yeah, the life, the quote lifetime is only good for certain versions. And then you switch OSs and it's no longer good for the OS. So you have to change that. But We've delved into the three free ones. I, I will say that the three programs which I'm about to mention or the services are not really programs are really key for hobby podcasters to be able to do everything that you can do in a professional setup and you can do it for free. It might be a little bit more work for mm. you, but you can do everything. And that is Video Ninja, which you use to connect this can supplant things like Zoom, Skype, StreamYard, Riverside.fm, all of those sorts of things. And then you go into a recording studio, and we said XSplit was one that you could buy uh, to or rent or whatever you, you purchase to use. Well, the free equivalent is OBS, and you can combine feeds through that, and then you can send them out, you can stream, and you can record. So it's very versatile that way. And then the third piece is what you've been experimenting for at least the last six months or so, which is uh, DaVinci Resolve, which right. is the post-production software. So those three things, you can spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on using other professional stuff, and you get those same capabilities. Now, you might lose a little bit here and there, but you effectively get those same capabilities with those three software packages for free. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and, you know, the aspect you said where you miss certain things is absolutely true. But also sometimes when it is something like Video Ninja, where it's somebody else do, doing it as, as a bit of a um, started as I think a bit of a passion project, I assume the donations are quite high now. But, uh, you know, you've got different eyes than something that's going through the big corporate ladder. Uh, the other thing that I do want to actually quickly mention while we talk about Video Ninja is 
the way you and I use Video Ninja um, is a way of connecting and getting individual feeds, which is absolutely how it can be done. And what I mean by that is we go into a group room on Video Ninja, and it's something that I see a link where I get access to a direct video feed from SP. And when it's the Gunna Geek show, I get a link for SP's feed, and I get a link for Chris's feed. And if we had somebody else join us, we would have the same thing. And I, I would have that and I can go into my streaming software, which right now is OBS, and I can put that in there. However, that there is also functionality within there to be able to record. And there's also a group scene option, meaning like the actual website itself can also act a bit as um, a, almost a supplement, from my understanding, um, as as OBS because you can actually go in and you can select individual people because there's a bit of a control room in there where where people can go and adjust that group scene. So if you were recording that group scene, then you almost might not even need OBS, especially if you're not streaming. So, you know, if you're streaming, then you, you kind of need OBS, but uh, at least that's my understanding. However, if you were just trying to capture, you know, that's an extra layer that some people probably who are really into video ninja would would make sure to highlight now we don't use it that way so we're not going to speak to it we can't talk about its performance we can't speak about the recording reliability or anything but you know it is an extra layer in there if someone was steady starting today saying i want to be able to do video but i don't want to get too complicated they might be might be able to use that no promises <laughs> Yeah. So in the past couple of weeks, moving on to a different subject, by the way, if anybody has any questions uh, to us about those software packages, go to our discord server at goodageek.com slash discord, and then go to the better podcasting channel. You can also use betterpodcasting.com slash discord and ask. And one of us will be in there or other people will be in there in order to answer your questions and uh, I, I know it sounds complicated. I will tell you, it is a lot less complicated than it used to be, but it is still not a click it and forget it thing like I get with StreamYard. Now, StreamYard is limiting. I'm only at 720 video and there's a constant watermark there, which I'm fine with because, you know, I, they're, they're paying for most of the service right there. I get some storage and recording capabilities through them. So I've enjoyed them. However, there is enough limitations. I'm like, okay, now I'm at the point where I want to at least try. And it's for me, it's a combination of trying that and then trying my affinity graphics as well. So this mm. is still going to be an ongoing. This has been going on for years, Stephen. Let's, let's admit it. You know, this yeah. is not something that I have just come to the conclusion on. I literally, because I podcast so much, have not had a lot of time to up my skills enough to be able to do it. But if you do OBS and you stream OBS, you're going to have to have advanced graphic skills versus just using the onboard graphics with something like StreamYard. And I have never used Riverside. I think they might have onboard graphics too. So you, you just be cognizant of that as you go forward where there are additional things that you'll have to do if you don't want any graphics or you want to do the graphics and post get on you and just you know use the cape the free capabilities and and do things in post with uh davinci resolve and you should be good there uh before we thing get off the gra graphics i have a question for you i noticed while you quest. were while you were streaming legends of shield this week i noticed you changed the default thumbnail on your actual stream from just the legends of shield logo to the uh i think you're talking x x-men evolution x-men evolution that's what it is thank you and i noticed that that was the big logo that you actually had on there with a little legends of shield and i think you uh you used the background of the legends of shield i didn't really dive into it i just saw the little thumbnail uh is that uh, an intentional thing that you're trying to do or was that just the, the way Streamyard set it up different this time or are you trying to get more eyes to the live stream hello hey <laughs> Waffles, can you do this graphic for me? Is that what it was? Sure, SP, sure. <laughs> so you reached out to Waffles and you said, hey, fix it. Is that what it was? Yeah, so I, I said, look, I, I want to start updating the graphics, but I don't have time to do it. In the meantime, I, since I know you can do graphics, I, I know he's not like a graphical artist or anything like that, but it, since I know you can do graphics, do you mind at least doing this? I would like to try this. He's like, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to get rid of the shield logo. 
I am in the process of trying to rebrand the show. And to be honest with you, I don't know what I want to rebrand it to yet because I thought it was going to go one way. And that way, I think, completely collapsed. With the, it, it was supposed to be different with Secret Evasion, and it wasn't. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I've been waiting for like a couple of years, actually, for this <laughs> rebrand. And fortunately, I didn't spend any money to do it or anything. But I'm like, I don't know. There's one final chance to go this rebranding route, but I don't think we're going to get it either. So... I'm going to think of something a little bit more ubiquitous go forward. So can in I that suggest matter, uh, Stevens angels? I like yeah, that. Sure. Why, why not? Yeah. So yeah, there is a little bit rebranding, but in the meantime, I'm like, okay, I just want to get rid of the shield logo because while it is different than the actual shield logo, I've run into enough people that says it looks similar. So it is similar, but it is distinctly different, but it's close enough that enough people are like, I don't want to touch the Disney lawyers. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can respect that. Years ago, I tried to send you merch and it got rejected every different way that I tried every different way. It, it kept failing their, their individual human check. Now, if you would have taken the shield logo off, the it would actual have gone. logo that, yeah, it would have gone. So yeah, that's why I want to rebrand that. And uh, he was fortunate enough. Waffles, my co-host, on legends of shield he also has his own podcast on the gonna geek network full disclaimer play comics and he was able to do that so yes i am starting to experiment and so with each different series movie whatever you see that will be a different uh play card basically as on there it's well it won't be the thumbnail but it will be like the live show static thumbnail that i put on before the show happens and then the actual thumbnail on YouTube will be different as well. Also, I have not changed anything from a per episode thumbnail. The episodes are still the same uh, thumbnail on, you know, the the square, the 1400 by 1400 up to 3000 by 3000 that you put in your podcast. There's still the same. That's still the same. It's got the shield logo on it and stuff like that. But I'm slowly moving away from that, which brings me up to another topic, by the way. And that other topic is couple of weeks ago, I said I was going back in the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. RSS feed on Libsyn and with the Apple podcasts coming out and saying we're not going to display episode numbers anymore. I'm like, I'm going to put the episode numbers back in the title. And to spite Apple, I guess, in this whole thing, I'm going back and instead of not having an Apple title and just going with the title that's the episode, I'm actually duplicating the title in both the the main title and you know there's, there's a separate apple title so i'm just duplicating it <laughs> like well, screw you <laughs> apple <laughs> i i hate what you did before so i'm going to do that so in the process i tried to use the Lipson apple massive aggregator uh, tag changer that they have and i think they originally put it on there specifically for the episode number so you can throw the episode number on there well when i did that it blanked out all the other fields, like the author field and everything else. I said a couple of weeks ago that I did the first 50. I had to go back and redo those first 50 because I had to re-add the authors or the, the co-hosts or whatever. You know, there's that author tag. Yeah. I had to redo it for all the podcasts. And then I was going in there and I was noticing that the uh, distribution had changed in those early podcasts where they were only a select number of places that it was being distributed to and not everywhere. So I had to go back and click the everything. And then I changed my name. You know, I've, I've, I've since moved on from the Stargate pioneer name and I moved to SP Rupert. So in the show notes and everywhere else, I've been replacing Stargate pioneer with SP Rupert or just SP. So when I did have 50 done a couple of weeks ago, I'm now down at the time of this recording to 27 episodes done. So I have lost 23 episodes worth of work. Going the wrong direction there, SP. <laughs> and it has taken a long time because it's not just uh, throwing in the episode number in there, which is LOS, whatever, you know, three digits behind there. It is everything that I just mentioned. And the podcast logo 
I took over the podcast and after I took over the podcast, I changed the logo with those early podcasts. Mm -hmm. The first 75 are with the old logo, which looks not that great. I mean, it was good for the time, but like I need to move on from that and I need to use the current logo or in the future, I'm going to have to change it all to the, the current branding as well. But I'm like, I want to get rid of that old one. So I have to change that on the first 75 as well. So it's just an extra step and it's, it's just going on and on and on and on. So I'm doing one or two a night now. <laughs> it's like, I can't sit in this seat and do it over and over and over again, because I can't even use the quick uh, shortcut that Libsyn has. I actually have to go into the actual uh, post and I have to change everything in the post and then click publish. Okay. So um, I totally get why you're doing the, the back change of the, um, the image based off of the history of how you got the podcast. However, I I like the idea of leaving things as they were at the time for the image. I think it's like a, a, a snapshot in time of of what things looked like then. And so you can almost quickly see the evolution myself. The first 13 episodes, I want to say, I left it alone. Mm. And the first ep the first th 13 episodes are not on their RSS feed. That was something else I had to change because they had leaked through in a couple of places, not everywhere, but a couple of places like iHeart and Spotify and stuff like that. I have no idea why, because I never said it that way, but I did leave those as the original logo and then everything else I've in changed to the new logo. So kind of, sort of your thought process, <laughs> but kind of, sort of my process. You know, that brings up an interesting, um, moment of thought to do with the gonna geek show because back in the day we we were the uh the official gonna geek podcast and then we were like oh we're doing video now let's change it to show because at the time podcast really didn't make sense in the terms of what we were doing like it was really out of place so we decided to change it but now like we said podcast totally applies maybe maybe we should dig out the old logo and go back to the gonna geek podcast you know, if we want to label ourselves as a podcast, that's fine. By the way, I have relabeled Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. not as a podcast, but as a fan cast. Ooh, it's a fan cast. And that's apparently a thing. There's many other shows called fan casts. So I'm like, OK, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel fan cast. I'm good. I'm covered at that point. I like that. I think that is actually good. I think that that does cover you on a couple of of questions there. Um, hey, in our live chat, because we do stream the show live on Wednesdays, usually at 4.15 p.m. Pacific, 8, 7.15 p.m. Eastern at geeks.live. Uh, Damien, the DM, the honorary third co-host of this show, he made a comment and I didn't realize this. He sent a screenshot and he said, come on, YouTube, I'm on the damn video. When they click live, just go live. And he sent a screenshot of the YouTube app showing our waiting screen saying scheduled for whatever. And I thought, oh, did, did the YouTube video not actually go live? Did I not do something right? And I and we also have in our chat Johnny Pennington. I said, Johnny, are you on YouTube? And he's like, it was working. And then Damien came back and he clarified. He says, oh, you are live. YouTube mobile just doesn't kick from scheduled stream to the live stream when you go live, meaning he had YouTube up with the video and it didn't automatically change over to show him live when we went live. And that's so frustrating. How, how is that a thing? That should not be a thing in 2023. If someone's on a waiting video, play the darn thing. Frustrating. I wonder if you had a premium subscription. I don't know if he does. If I wonder if you have a premium subscription, if it goes ahead and does that. I don't know. But in any case, that's, that's annoying. And YouTube, you cost Damien the beginning of the show. Now he's going to have to go back and listen to it after. Think of the horror of that. The horror. <sighs> the horror of having to go back and listen to <laughs> Stephen. I never do it. I never want to do it. That's not true. I do it every time. Matter of fact, I'm doing it every time for uh, finding the microphone. And to be honest with you, I was going to change some of the toggles this week and I didn't. So I will do that for next week. And I know I've said it for two weeks in a row now, but I will. I will uh, try to take the bass off and go just on the higher frequencies, the mids mm. and the higher frequencies. I, I forget which combination of the toggles that is, but I, I, I want to do that next time and just see how I sound or how I don't sound. And, uh, you know, talking about microphones and gear, I have resumed my listing of gear and the first 
Mackey Pro FX 16V2 is now live <gasps> to buy. I, I selected a price. I did a, a comparison shopping sort of thing. So I selected a price of $249.99 for it. So $250 for it. We'll see if it doesn't sell within a week or so, then I'll lower the price. But uh, yeah, that is that is out there. And that that's a big sucker and heavy. I forgot how heavy it feels like a tank in comparison <laughs> to the Roadcaster Pro 2. It yeah. feels like I could literally beat back burglars with it and it would f- be fine and work afterwards. Yeah, I, when I got rid of my uh, X1622, I actually felt the same way that it was quite heavy compared to the, the Roadcaster Pro. I, I totally forgot about that. And uh, I, by the way, suggested that you should have actually first tried to sell it on Better Podcasting signed as the SP signature edition. And I bet you could have got a lot more because I know there's a big market out there for signed things by SP. If anybody wants it signed (laughs) by me, let me know. I will just take it off where it's listed and then you can give me the money, including the shipping. I'm not paying for shipping. Uh, And we'll we'll get it to you then. So yeah, I'm offering that right now. And there's a second one too. So, you know, if you're the second person to get me, uh, that's fine. I've got the other one. So bingo, there's, there's two available. How did I not realize or forgot you had two of them? Because I had been, okay. So the first one I used from 2015 to 2017, I got another one because I thought that one was bad. Turns out it was right. the computer that was bad, the USB. So it's fine. I forgot the, about that. Yeah, so I took it out, and it has been in a box since 2017. So 2017, (laughs) the second one came into service, and I had it in this office until early last year, 2022. So it was in service for five years, and it is also right now, well, it's not in a box. I have the box for it. It's actually above the shelf up there, but it's got the, the Mackie cover over it, and that one will be going with the Mackie cover. Is there any uh, plastic or, or rubber on those? And if so, was it gummy? No, it was no. not. Uh, well, so remember how I, how I labeled all the channels? Yeah. So I had to scrape that off. It was just standard la- label maker. So I, I scraped them off. I like lifted it with my uh, thumbnail and I took a tweezers and I pulled it off. And then I took a um, kitchen sponge with a, a rough surface on the other side and so it's not going to damage anything. It's like plastic, right? And I, I rubbed it over that one strip and the rest of the residue came right off. And, and you know, it's clean and dust free and it's it's ready to go. It's clean. And matter of fact, in the listing, I said only used, you know, never traveled, only used in a solo podcaster mm. setting uh, for two years and then placed in a box. I ask because this is this is a bit of a problem with some equipment out there. And actually, there's a lot of uh, Zoom product stories where after so long the uh the rubber on the side starts to go gummy and it like everything sticks to it and the same thing with some of the mixers and stuff and it's it's an easy solve it just takes time and effort you basically need to use alcohol and um and not the type that you'd be drinking but rubbing alcohol and and basically use a lot lot of uh pressure to try to uh get rid of it so 70% or 99%? Uh, I think 70 was what I saw. I don't remember. I ran into it on one of my things. And and yeah, you just have to get rid of the certain almost oils that have built up apparently. But yeah, that's uh, and Johnny's actually saying gummy. That's what happened to my Zoom H6 when I finally took it out of the box. What's the remedy? Yeah, Johnny, I'll try to. And for everybody watching, I'll find some YouTube videos. I'll put them in the uh, show notes. Because there are a few different videos talking about this um, that I saw and some posts, I think, as well. But uh, I'm typing it down links to remove gumminess. And yes, this is definitely a thing. And it's it takes effort. It does take effort. Um, and I'm sorry to hear you've had that. It looks like it's not universal. But unfortunately, that does happen. You can get 70% rubbing alcohol in case you've never purchased it before here in the United States. I can't speak for Canada or any other country, but here in the United States, you can get it at any grocery store, at any big box store with cleaners and that sort of stuff. 99% is a little bit harder to find, and it's literally for fine electronics. I just order it online through Amazon and I get it, but I do have some in stock because if I ever use it on electronics, like if if I'm cleaning... 
I, I'm putting a new part in a computer or whatever, and I have to clean it off. I will use or a, a phone and I'm putting a new, um, uh, protector cover over the phone or the lenses or whatever. I will use 99% versus 70%, but you can get that online. And I'm assuming Canada is the same way, but I don't know for sure. So that's, uh, my remedy for a lot of things. And it, it seems to work. You also need like a lint free cloth and stuff. Now I, uh, made sure that uh, I, I didn't use any water or anything, but I made sure that I used air, compressed air to make sure that it was all clean and everything. I've treated my gear pretty well. So I, there was no scratches, no marks of any kind. There was no gumminess on it. And I will say the plastic that is on the Mackie seems to be a hardier plastic and the rubber seems to be mm. a hardier rubber. Not that it's eventually going to do that, but it seemed to me that it would hold up a lot better than this Roadcaster Pro 2 which is why we say, and Waffles asked the question about three episodes ago or so, you know, how often do you change out your gear? I would say every three to five years. If I didn't say that before, that's my standard answer these days. That includes your main computer that you use. And uh, like my microphone, we said last time, the Electro Voice RE320, I've had that for 10 years. So I still keep going with it. Now, I have bought other microphones like the Shure SM7B that I'm using right now, <laughs> but I would say, especially with the newer stuff, like the Roadcaster Pro 2, I don't necessarily know if this thing's meant to last, like the Mackie stuff, because there's a lot of, I would consider, like, cheaper rubber on it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I also wonder about internals and whether they'll start to be problems that sometimes come up with age of other electronics and just the age factor come, comes into play, because... Things like the Mackie that you're talking about, they're all analog signals. And, and there can obviously be some problems that happen with analog signals. But I'm just wondering if the digital factor will catch up and there'll be, you know, things inside that start to go. Um, but, you know, you're talking about getting rid of your mixer, selling it. Um, I wanted to ask you, there's something that I have that I actually just recently was uh, coming across as I was moving things around in the den. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if there would even be a a market for this given the almost hygienic nature of it and it's my ATH M40X headphones because I've hardly used them they look so brand new almost because I used them for such a limited time realized I didn't like them at all preferred my shirts just with my head really didn't like them heard the great things about them continue to say you know if they're comfortable for people I think they're, you know, great headphones, aside from the caveats that we have since learned, like you can't buy new replacement ear cups, but the ear cups look good. And the fact that they've been so hardly used, do you think that there'll be a market for selling them used? Because, you know, still in the box and I still have the box and everything. I'm thinking not for a deep, 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 deep discount. That's my thoughts. Well, lesser co-host would seem to take it as you were trying to downgrade me in my uh you know my my love for the audio technica no 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 Uh, i said a lesser i said a lesser (laughs) co-host would be like oh i'm affronted like you don't like those um i still do i still have mine no i gave them to my son but i would still have them if i didn't give them to my son i gave them to my son because i had other ones too like i have the sony mdr 7506 and at work i use the 50s the 50 version of that so i'm i'm good and i think downstairs i have another pair i can't remember what it is so i'm good with the headphones i would say in the ad that you've cleaned it with alcohol rubbing alcohol unless so i don't know if that's good or bad against the um the faux leather that the Mm. ear pads are but i i would say that uh i think like during the pandemic we learned all sorts of clean stuff and i think like studios had to do that with the earphones and with the microphones and stuff like that i I think you'd be safe using uh just wipes that are 70 percent or 99 percent, and just say that it's clean and then list it as you know near new basically because you haven't used them all that much well maybe i'll give it a try and see i just happened to come across them on this weekend and They've been in the box. They're hardly ever used. And I opened them. And I'm like, hey, they still look really good because I hardly did use them. And and no, you and I have disagreed a little bit about them on this podcast before, but I, I do stand behind it. I think for for people who find them comfortable, I think they're a great set of headphones. Now, I don't know that they make them anymore. Do they? 
Isn't it a new uh, version? They've updated the line. And to be honest with you, I haven't looked back because after I get the Sure SRH 840s, I haven't looked back. These, these, are, these are perfect for me, the headphones. So I haven't looked around too much more. And to be honest with you, I'm, 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 I want to get in that bag <laughs> behind me because I think the 40s, I, I mentioned that I gave them to my son, but I don't think so. I think they're in the bag behind me. So I think I still have them and I still use them in my mobile bag. I have given my son the thirties though. I I Mm. do give him the thirties and I bought him, uh, two pairs now of eight forties cause he destroyed the first pair. I I don't want to know what he does with his headphones, but (laughs) you know, he's almost 30. So, uh, he can take better care of his gear as far as I'm concerned. And, (laughs) And he has other needs now rather than uh, video games and computer gear. I I would love to do a podcast with him at some point. We have an idea for a podcast, but he needs to have the time to be able to do that. Yeah. So we've both been selling gear. Uh, How would you rate how you're doing? I mean, could you spend more time listing or are you not getting the the takes for it or i will say poor because i i've only listed a portion of what i wanted to list and i haven't done any follow up on it and i've only sold like two things three things so um i would say i'm doing a poor job and part of that is my own you know like i recognize i really don't want to ebay i i don't want to I, i'm i'm afraid of it but I might have to. I might have to go there. I know you've had success on there. You, even, you know, uh, smart hubs that are dead. Uh, you know, you managed to sell from a from the Wink product, um, which by the those of you who want to come over to our Discord, come over to Discord, the Smart Home channel. We'll tell you all about the history of Wink. And um, yeah, I know you've had success. I'm just afraid of eBay. <laughs> Yeah, I've listed a few things on eBay and I've successfully sold them. That's where the mixer is right now. So if you want to go to eBay right now for the next couple of days, you could probably find the listing and my username over there, Uh, which is fine. I mean, I full disclosure, I'm I'm honest with my listing. So that Mm. and I've got nothing but good. I haven't sold a lot, but I've got nothing but positive reviews and stuff. One bonus thing is I have a post office like half a mile from me. So if I sell something during the day or at night or whatever, I will go to the post office on the way to or from work with it. And it's immediately out there. I know one of the things I bought stuff on eBay before and they just don't take it to be sold. And only one occasion I had, I'm sorry, we thought we had it in the store, but it's no longer here. It was taken via theft, we're thinking. And on one hand, I'm like, yeah, because the item is actually worth more than what they were listing at. Mm. So I, I could see it both ways. I could see it as this is person is just trying to be honest with me or this person is just trying to get out of it and will list it for sale again for a higher price, basically. So I could see that as well. I could see them reviewing the items that they come these collectibles as they come in for sale and going, ooh, we should have gotten 50 more dollars out of that or whatever and saying, yeah, we can't find it. And then that's a way eBay lets you get away with stuff. And uh, so I have not done any of that. If it's online, it's available. And I will uh, go ahead. And and if you get it in the brief amount of time between somebody on the Better Podcasting Discord coming and saying, I want it and transferring the money and me taking it off of eBay. Okay, so there's that small five minute window that (laughs) you could get it and it's just not available but other than that, i immediately take it off in the chat gregory says i thought i was the only crazy one that saves all the boxes it adds reselling value for sure yeah i think that it does um at least it sets a little bit apart on the many many ads that are out there and damien is <laughs> offering you five dollars by the way no no <laughs> sorry i wish i wish i could give it to you for five but it's just no it's worth a lot more so especially with the uh, signature on it uh well if i yeah if i sell it on the on the better podcasting discord and you want the signature on it i'll let it go for the same amount and i will sign it i have sharpies you'll have to tell me what you want on it and where you want it on there and but i will sign it and send it to you if that's what you want if you want a clean one that's fine too uh hey by the way i think i might have been right with my suspicions about vegas coming out with a new version soon yeah i was seeing i was looking at this i think you're right too i was i was uh 
thinking about this going back to forth to work the last couple of days and was like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Steven's going to get lucky here. I, I went looking today and I saw a post on the Vegas forums and somebody's posted a teaser video that I don't know where they found that, but it's very, very in the style of magics since they bought the Vegas line, just a teaser that honestly is incoherent and I, their, their teasers are terrible. They, they're just like, Oh, lots of music, lots of music, random text. It's, it, they make the worst teasers in my opinion. Um, but it was, they put a teaser out there for something and I, uh, and it's confusing, which again, very in line with the magic teasers. And so I think that's coming out. And then I noticed, noticed that their current sales, which one of which is a very deep bundle discount, that's uh, very in line with what they do. But right before a new product comes out, they g- give away the farm, basically. Um, a lot of the deals end August 13th, which is a Sunday. And I believe they usually release their products on a Monday. So I think that we might be looking at August 14th. That's my suspicion. I could be wrong, but given the track record, as I mentioned, was it last week or the week before? It was uh, last week. Last week of uh, Magic's usually um, releasing Vegas in August. That's where my suspicion is, August 14th. And if all goes well, I will not be near my computer on August 14th, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I will be, you know, depends on whether I'm camping or not. <laughs> Still have a phone. Still have a phone. <laughs> hey, yeah, I won't do it. I said before I won't, unless you come back and report and say, hey, SB, there's this new great feature that I know you'll use. Then I know you're not going to steer me wrong and I'll go ahead and do it. But other than that, uh, I'm I'm fine with 19 for now. I'm not going to jump to 21. Well, we'll see. Maybe it will be crash free. Not expecting it. <laughs> um, also, by the way, um, I wanted to mention uh, that I okay, occasionally in the car, the damn serious XM um random channels got me a little bit here because uh one of the channels I have on there is there's there's that Team Coco Radio, which is the Conan O'Brien channel. They put a bunch of clips basically in from his TV show time, but also his podcast time that he's had because they bought the um the rights to that a while ago, Sirius XM. And I, I occasionally will go over if I want to, you know, hear something random on there and Sometimes they are old episodes and whatnot. And I was was randomly hearing one today and I don't remember who it was from, but I quickly did a Google and I got got the sense it was from years and years and years ago. It was so over bassy. And, and honestly, the current content, I don't hear that. But it was like they were telling a story and it was so over bassy that I was just like, yeah, you know, even when there's when companies are sinking lots of money into podcast production, because, you know, even from the beginning, they've he's had some decent money sunk into his podcast. Even then, even producing, sometimes people fall into that. And, you know, like I said, I don't hear it on current content, but this was so ridiculously basic. I was like really put off by it and I didn't keep listening. But, you know, we've talked a bit about our ventures in the over front before in our history of podcasting. And I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> Were you able to EQ it out? Uh, I wasn't that interested to do it because okay. I was in the car and I was just like, yeah, I don't really care to hear the story that much. And I was honestly mostly flipping channels at that time because I was just doing a short drive, I think. In my Jeep, I have tried to EQ it out either on my podcast or other stuff that I'm listening to. And I, I just can't with the sound system. I can't take out all that bass. It's just the EQ is not good enough in the Jeep to to do that. So even though it's a premier sound system, I have problems with that. Um, talking about gear, though, and over bassiness and uh, things that I can do, the uh, Roadcast Pro 2, you can go ahead and, and you can put a, a, a high-pass filter on there and, and get rid of your bass. But uh, that would involve being able to boot it up and use it. And... Over the past week, there have been three occasions where I've tried to turn on my Rodecaster Pro 2, which is a, a renewed one that was given to me by Rode when I gave in my first one because it was having those sound pad issues. It's bricked as it tried to boot up. Just mm-hmm. can't get anything done. There's no buttons I could push, no anything. So I've had to pull the power out of it 
to power it down and then repower it up on those three occasions. I haven't checked to see if there's a firmware update up there. And if there is, I don't even know if it would fix an issue like that. I know one of the things that they would recommend is go ahead and reinstall everything like factory reinstall. And I haven't done that either. So I will try first of all, to see if there's a firmware update. And then second of all, if that doesn't work, I will try the let's return it to factory settings and then um, insert the, uh, I will save my show settings. That's easy enough to do through an SD card and then just boot that back up. And then it'll be like nothing ever happened, but it is like five extra steps to, to do it. But I just want to give everybody a heads up that, uh, Things are not all copacetic when it comes to the Roadcaster Pro 2 in my studio. That's so frustrating. So frustrating. Maybe you could find yourself a um, like a Mackie product that you could get off eBay or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, though, that, that does suck, though, because you, you, you know, you dive into this, you get a product. And you've just had so many issues. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, SP. That that sucks. I thought you had most of the quirks resolved and. I almost want to try the duo, but I it's I want to keep the capability to have more than one microphone. I want to be able to use this to stream from another location, right? So I want four total. I will, actually I want six, but I definitely want four total inputs. So I I want more than the duo can give. So I'm just going to wait for the Roadcaster Pro three at this point, whenever that comes out. Now, if Rode wants to reach out to me again and they want to replace the Rodecaster Pro 2 with a brand new one, I will send them back this one. I, 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 won't, I won't want to keep it. But if they want to do that, I, I will very much want to try a new one that has been manufactured newer because both the original one that I had and this replacement, I can only guess, was in one of their original production runs. So maybe they've solved some of the parts issues but I've heard of other people having similar sorts of issues with the Roadcaster Pro 2. So again, I love this machine. I love the capabilities. I love the preamps. I love having all the abilities to do uh, two mix minuses out of the back with USB. But between the sound pads and the boot up problem, which I, I had a while back and then it went away and now I'm having it again. It just really, really bugs me. Uh, it's not a 100% reliable piece of gear. Now, when I do unplug it and then boot it back up, it has booted back up. So if I'm getting ready to record a podcast, it is there and it's available and it does its job. So that's good so far, but I'm always worried about it not doing its job, like the software failing or some electric component in there failing. And in the middle of a recording, I lose the recording. So I'm not looking forward to that at all because I, I try to do everything I can not to lose a recording. So I just, um, it, this is less reliable than what I want. And the question is, will the same product line be more reliable? Yeah, I guess it depends on what the issue is. If there's a common chip in the Rodecaster Pro that isn't in the Duo, yeah, very well could be. If it's a software level and they share software, maybe not. So that's, hmm, that sucks. I'm sorry. It does. That's all I, I can and, say about it. And if if I was going to contact tech support, they would tell me just to do a hard reset on it. I, I know that's what they would say. And if it continues, then get back to us. So I will try. Like I said, I will try that. I, I will do it this weekend. And uh, when I have time to mess with, maybe tomorrow night when I have time to mess with it. And then we'll see if it occurs again next weekend. In our so, chat, yeah. by the way, Gregory is saying he's got the duo and the headphone jack in the front is noisy. It feels a bit like a toy. Darn. In comparison to what? I mean, he's got the Roadcaster Pro 2 as well that he's listed. attempting to sell. Yeah, that he's listed. Is it a toy compared to the Roadcaster Pro 2, Gregory? Well, he that had the one question. as well, if I remember correctly. I thought I thought that he did. Right. So I... Okay. Aside from the front headphones jack being noisy, okay, granted, does the rest of it feel any different than the two or the original one? Gotcha. I guess that's my question to you, Gregory. Or do you feel like it feels like a toy just because the headphone jack in the front is noisy? 
Good question. And while we're waiting to see if he does end up uh, answering that question, uh, Waffles had a question last week. And to recap that, he said that uh, he has a Behringer 404 interface. Basically, just uh, since he started podcasting, it's about eight years old. And he was wondering what point should he consider upgrading things before he went wrong or before they go wrong. And his criteria was he has a P4, but he likes getting the local recordings plus the P4. Um, and then he said he has the four input because his wife and him were doing things together and it was easier for him to leave her with a permanent setup compared to the one that he uh, used for guests. And you said you had a recommendation on this SP. I did. And basically said it before every three to five years, I would recommend upgrading gear uh, specifically because with power spikes, you, you just you just never know if the gear that you have is going to last beyond three to five years. And that goes about the warranty period and just a little more with most gear out there. So that's that's one thing. Uh, the other thing I think for Waffles, the P4 is just fine. I don't think he needs to upgrade his gear. I, I think he should just use the P4 rather than using the P4 and the Behringer 404. That's uh, another thing. And then the third thing I think I mentioned last time, and if I didn't, I was thinking in terms of his setup might benefit from the duo because that does have two microphones. He could do himself and his wife with it. It would have a separate channel for uh, Bluetooth and for sound pads and stuff like that. I think that would work for him. Plus it has onboard DSP. So I'd be interested to see what that would do in his setup because he is podcasting in a very noisy setup with his computer on the desk to prevent cats from getting to it and other considerations. So those would be like the options that I would go with. I would say uh, if the 404 is long, older than five years, I would think about saving for an uh, upgraded piece of gear or a newer piece of gear. And then I would think either with just going with the P4, which he has already, so he doesn't need to buy anything, or going with something like the Duo or the Roadcaster Pro 2. It, despite everything I just said about it, the DSP in his particular case would be interesting to see. Yeah, no, I was thinking along the same lines as you as far as what to do. And if, if he does not need that second caveat um, to do with having to maintain two se separate pieces of equipment, I agree on the P4. Um, and then the other thing that I was going to say is that um, if we hypothetically went, okay, well, everything's working fine. Everything's working well. And, um, he still wants to maintain that ice, that, that separation. Um, I can't speak specifically to, uh, retail prices or how things might change. But, um, if you look at the pricing and compare the 404 to the price of a P4, it's a hard sell to replace the 404 with another 404 because like in Canadian pricing, we're looking at a very similar pricing between another P4 and a 404. So why wouldn't you just, you know, get yourself unless there's something that you prefer about the 404. If you needed to keep the separation, why wouldn't you just buy yourself a second P4? Or just have the first p4 and no use but i'm saying p4. if he needs to keep the separation where he has to go gear and a home gear uh, as per the second caveat you know in that situation he might go well let me just replace the 404 with another 404 well if you're going to do that why wouldn't you just get yourself a second p4 yeah if that's his use case but i don't think that's his use case I no think it's not and that was my my whole point was this yeah. was if we had to go that way all right yeah if we did <laughs> So <laughs> it's Wednesday. Leave me alone. All right. A couple more, a couple more things. We do have another question, a uh, question from Damien. It's actually a follow-up from a question that we asked previously here from our follow-up. I personally think it is an issue with memory over time. And Steven, this is his use of uh, Hindenburg 2.0, basically Hindenburg pro, I believe 2.0. And we asked him what was his issue of actually rendering and not getting the effects in the render. So here his, is his response. Here from my follow-up, I personally think it is an issue with memory over time. I know that not everything is very efficient with handling back resources when they aren't in use, and that compounds over time, especially since I am using a lot of resources for my edits, plugins, master, vocal writer, 
uh, WLM plus all five vocal tracks, Waves, Audio Track, uh, RX, Voice, Denoise, Isotope, Nectar 3, Waves, Ultra Maximizer. Pretty sure I have one more in the chain, but I am away from home at the moment. So that's a lot of plugins and effects, by the way. Then I have an instance of Hindi's built-in level meter on every music and FX track for this episode. So there were six of those. So it was 11 total tracks, 25 plus plugins. Yeah, I could say that if you're running into memory issues, that's going to affect it. So that maybe that's what I'm running into, even though I have 64 gigabytes of memory on my machine. Uh, it's capable of going double that too, uh, to up to 128, but I just have one, uh, 64 in there right now. So it could be a machine limitation. It could be, uh, in my experience, Vegas, in his experience, Hindenburg, uh, the, that is the issue there. So that's his response. And I don't know that um, there's a lot of overlap with yours, which is what I was wondering uh, as far as the plugins that went. So... You know, I think that kind of does eliminate the idea that it's it's a shared plugin between the two. Although I guess you both do use voice denoise. So in theory, it mm -hmm. could be that one. But I thought maybe if there was, you know, a, a whole suite of shared plugins to be like, OK, maybe maybe this is what it is. So and then he points out here also forgot to mention that there's hundreds of audio files in the music ambiance SFX and probably tens of thousands of cuts in the vocal tracks. I will say the tens of thousands of cuts in the vocal tracks might be common because I do a lot of cuts in my editing to edit out crutch words and cut out silences and that sort of thing in Vegas. And when you do that, you effectively create a whole additional track because you can elongate that and shorten each individual track. So basically it's saying, I'm taking your whole track. Every time you make a cut, I'm taking your previous track and now I'm making a copy of that previous track that you can elongate and shorten as much as you can. So yes, that is adding the complexity of memory right there. That is common between how we both edit. And also uh, we did have Gregory say, uh, yes, comparing with the RCP2, it feels the same built quality the comment about the toy feeling was more the size and weight gotcha yeah okay just very small so it's august right now and that means it's time for a new sp better podcasting giveaway i've been using my better podcasting mug the entirety of the time here so i just feel like it's time for us to give back to you for listening to us to uh, come to us and, and provide us inputs as we go along. So the first person to come to the Better Podcasting Discord and in the Better Podcasting channel, the hashtag better-podcasting channel, say, hey, SP, I want a Better Podcasting mug. You now have one, and I will DM you and ask for your address, and I will ship one to you. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, go ahead. Those, those that have not won a Better Podcasting mug before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we'll go with that. So if I have not shipped you and I have a list of everybody <laughs> I've shipped one to, by the way, if I have not shipped one to you yet, then you're eligible. And can I make one more suggestion? Okay. An option for the SP signature edition of the mug. <laughs> That's going to entail an additional <laughs> shipping because I order them one at a time, but I'm kidding. Okay. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, Gregory, I, I can ship it to Canada. It's going to take longer to get there, but yeah, I can ship it there. And that's the Better Podcasting channel. Hashtag Better Podcasting in the yep. Gonna Geek Discord. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of Better Podcasting live chat. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, thanks, everybody who came on by the live stream. We don't edit too much on this show, but, you know, tonight there's been a couple of edits. So if you listen to this afterwards, hey, there you go. Unless I left them all in because I've totally forgot that. It's going to be a tight timeline this week for me to edit the Gonna Geek show and this one. So here's hoping that I remembered. All right. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Really appreciate it. If you have any questions, come to our Discord server. Ask there. If not us, uh, somebody else will answer you. And uh, we fully endorse the community over there. For sure. So for episode number 57 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Steven saying thanks, everybody, for checking out this show. I'm SP saying see you guys next week. Bye. 
I can't wait for the signature edition of a better podcasting episode. <laughs> Bye. Sure. <laughs> Don't know what that's going to look like. We'll find out. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.